The road to 150 streamed live drafts continues this morning on Best Ball Breakfast. Will we get our first share of Anthony Richardson? Seems very unlikely this these days. His ADP is getting out of control, folks. But today, we are still going to check 3 million. It's drafts number 10. Best Ball Let's do it. Oh, another Influencer 101 for the Backward Hats, bro. Rick! Zach Ertz with no Tyler Algier bringback? Yikes! You reached a round for correlation? That's a no-no! You ADP bros disgust me. How about you just live a little? Handcuffing might actually be a way to get unique if the field's avoiding it. The Wi-Fi at this resort is a disaster? These fucking streamers don't have player takes. What if a piss boy draft is the room you need? Oh! All right, GMs, 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 what is going on? The chat is popping. I'm feeling a little bit better this morning. Those of you who are YouTube members that tuned in for the Best Ball After Dark with John Daigle on Friday night will know I was in, I was in rough shape. Um, I've been battling a bit of a cold, and for some reason, it just came down like a pile of bricks on me on Friday night. So I was struggling. I am feeling uh, much better, have gotten a couple of good nights of sleep, and so I am ready to attack this week. What do the kids say? Carpe diem? Actually, the kids don't say carpe diem. That's your professor says carpe diem. Um, GM to everyone here. GM, 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 GM. What is going on? Yes, we do need to talk about some QB ADPs. This Anthony Richardson stuff is getting out of control. We are bouncing back here totally. And uh, I know what? Someone wants the coffee pour? You want it? Should we just get right to it? Just get right to the coffee pour? I mean, we have so many things on our docket. We got to talk about Anthony Richardson, but we also need to establish the coffee. That's how we get things underway here. Ooh, yes. Just slight spillage, a little bit of spillage, but I think that gives character to the poor. How are we doing? How are we doing? Uh, you got Richardson at 88. The spags of the world haven't taken over yet. Yeah. So this Anthony Richardson stuff, it was like, we all knew his ADP was going to rise, but I did think it was going to be more of a slow, gradual thing. Like I was like, yeah, he's going in like 100 to 110. And by the time July rolls around, he'll be going in the seventies. I made my best ball tip video, which by the way, I have a playlist for those. I've been doing a couple of those a week. And I, I had a line where I said, Hey, if you don't like uh, if you don't like Anthony Richardson at pick 100, I'm talking to myself here, you're really not going to like him at pick 170. What I didn't envision happening was this, you know, taking place over the span of just a few days. I mean, my guy JGFC sent me uh, a screenshot this morning letting me know that uh, our dude here, Anthony Richardson, has now flipped Dak Prescott. He has now flipped Dak Prescott. And it's not even that I think that's quote unquote wrong. I'm just shocked that it has happened so quickly. He now has an ADP of 86.2. I mean, I don't know where this ends. I don't know why it would end. Um, it's truly stunning stuff right now with Anthony Richardson. Through my uh, nine stream drafts, I think I misspoke earlier. This is going to be draft number 10 in draft uh now, now I'm all out of sorts here. Is it 10? God, I, I'm so out of sorts here. I'm pretty sure the Daigle one was uh, was nine. So maybe I have this wrong on here. Yeah, I'm nine drafts deep. So I have this wrong on uh, the description. It's, it's 10 and 11, 10 and 11 today. But anyways, through nine drafts, I have zero 
Anthony Richardson shares. Zero. Um, and do I just need to bite the bullet? Do I just need to eat the, the cost at like pick 75 so I get 10 picks of closing line value? To me, that is the real big question with this. How much closing line value can you actually get on Anthony Richardson at these prices? I mean, how much higher can he go? I was roasting Spags for taking him at what, pick 75 the other day? I mean, this is truly out of control stuff here. I'm trying to see this board when I drafted with Spags the other day. So Spags took him at pick 75, um, ahead of Deshaun Watson, ahead of Dak, whatever. Is he going to get up into this Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert range? That I feel like is the ceiling. But it will not shock me if Anthony Richardson ends up with an ADP of around 54, 55, 56. This is truly nuts. And now I think I maybe just need to pull the trigger and get a couple of shares of him at these, you know, pick 75 prices. Just absolutely wild stuff. Um, let me see here. I'm trying to catch up on the chat. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Anthony says I need to get my bags before he's going in the sixth round. Yeah, I, I might just have to. Yeah, we 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 already roasted Spags for reaching for Anthony Richardson when he started with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, whatever. Um, thank you, Bindles. We do have some new backgrounds here. Appreciate it. Hmm. Oh boy, here's Spags coming here to defend this Anthony Richardson hype. Wow, shout out to Furby. Been buried in the XFL USFL grind. Excited to jump back in and get caught up in the best ball streets. Uh, yes, we are, of course, here every single Monday morning uh, at 10 a.m. And we're going to be ex expanding our best ball streaming coverage here in the coming days and coming weeks. Starting tomorrow, speaking of Chris Bags, we're going to be doing a double header for Splash Play. The first one will be on my channel at 10 a.m. So if you guys just start getting, I want you guys to have a Pavlovian response to a 10 a.m. Eastern time. It means Pete's drafting. That's what's going on. Spags and I are going to draft uh, one here on my channel. And then we're going to pop over to the Splash Play channel. I'll make it super easy for you guys where it auto-refreshes and you guys just keep your screen up and we'll rotate over to Splash Play. But we're going to be doing two drafts uh, over there tomorrow. And then I'll also be expanding to a Wednesday best ball breakfast here in the next week or two. It might be after Memorial Day. I'm still trying to figure some things out here. I got my parents coming into town this week. I got my college buddies coming in to town next week. So we're trying to balance hot best ball summer while also living a little, uh, so to speak, while also living a little. I'm trying to catch up here on the rest of the chat. Doobie wants to talk more. Anthony Richardson, what can we expect from a running uh, QB in his rookie year? And what round is too pricey for that? I mean, I think the thing about Richardson and why, you know, if you think about last year, right? We were taking Jalen Hurts and Trey Lance around the 6-7 turn. And I think that was appropriately priced, but it also is a perfect encapsulation of the range of outcomes with Anthony Richardson, right? Where it is potentially possible you hit on Jalen Hurts light. I don't think you're going to get Jalen Hurts, but could you get Jalen Hurts light? Could you get a Justin Fields type season from him? Sure. The problem was we were getting Justin Fields in the 12th or 13th round. So there was a lot more opportunity for him to smash his ADP. Could you also end up with Trey Lance? Absolutely. As long as you're going into this with open eyes and understand that there is a chance that he busts 
but I do think that it's a it's kind of like a binary outcome. You know, I think he's either going to run a ton, he's going to be better than expected, and that will be worth uh that'll be worth a good uh a good chunk there. So that's kind of how I'm thinking about things right now. Um, and sorry, let me I'm getting something set up here, but I'm probably gonna end up very light on. On Anthony Richardson. That's just kind of where it's trending for me. Once like the ADP fully settles, I think later in the draft season, I could see myself starting to grab my share. So I'm just not massively overweight, but I, I do you know what I'm waiting for? I need the uh, Gardner Minshew is running with the ones tweets. I need the Anthony Richardson looks awful and Gardner Minshew is going to be the day one starter. And then we can get some, you know, post 100 pick Anthony Richardson again. I think that's that's the story I'm telling myself right now. Um, all right. We are underway. I did uh, give the bat signal again in the chat here, if those of you who are best ball value hounds. Um, but I believe there was only like two spots left when I registered. So uh, if you're trying to get in these drafts with me, I do tip off when I'm entering these in the, uh, the best ball breakfast channel within the Deposit Kingdom Discord. That's a private channel for YouTube members. You become a YouTube member in there. And then there's a role. It's called Best Ball Breakfast Draft Alerts, and I will tag you in there right before I hop in. Sometimes it doesn't work out because there's only one spot left when I jump in and it auto-fills, but sometimes there'll be some space and I will try to give you guys a heads up. Um, looks like we got some friends and family in here. We got Casey, we got Spags, we got Chris G, we got JGFC. Basically what I see are, are a ton of people who are not going to allow me to draft Anthony Richardson. That's what I see right now. Um, all right, I have done my accounting and officially established this is my 10th best ball breakfast, or sorry, my 10th best ball mania draft of the season. And we're drafting from the 107 today. 107 here, we can live with that. Let's get my screen set. Oh, now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. Mm. You want me to draft an only alphas team? Yeah, I did. I did. I had the clip that I posted the, uh, is Chris Olave an alpha? I think in the spirit of, of being an alpha, he's not. Um, he could be the top target earner, but alpha is more about vibes. It's more about embodying being a grown ass man. We got B. John Robinson going five. Did we just see A.J. Brown go fourth overall? Okay. Um, this is another thing that keeps happening. People keep taking Tyreek Hill over Cooper Cup, which is, um, I don't think it's crazy, but I will continue to scoop up uh, Cooper Cup here at 1-7, um, and that's what we do. Already off to an interesting start here with A.J. Brown at four, Bijan five, Hill goes six, and I get Cooper Cup at pick seven here. We got Het, YouTube member, longtime listener, first-time messenger. Welcome to the comment streets. Welcome, welcome. Most of you already know about the, uh, the giveaway that I'm running this summer as I, you know, journey toward 150 stream drafts. We're almost to 13K subs. I'm hoping to get to 13K by the end of the stream. I think we only had like 10 or so more subs. But basically how this works, if I hit 15,000 subs by the end of hot best ball summer, basically when the season kicks off, I believe it's September 7th, 
I'm going to do a $1,500 giveaway and you get entries based on leaving comments on any of my Best Ball Mania 4 stream drafts. So if I end up having 60 streams that encompass my 150 drafts or whatever, you could have up to 60 entries. So the second this stream ends, you are eligible to go leave a comment and that'll be another entry in the giveaway. I'll give away $500 cold cash to three lucky commenters here who have been supporting me on my journey. So make sure you subscribe, leave the comments. And I have a playlist down below. So if you get behind, don't worry. I am documenting all of those for you. Um, all right. I am also going to value hound uh, a little Jonathan Taylor here. Happy to take J JT at pick 18. Six picks past ADP. Trying to see how did this happen? Okay. We had Barkley going at the 12-13 turn. So Barkley normally doesn't go ahead of Taylor. CO Rush here. Uh, CO Cal Rush. Jeez. CO Rush. Cal Rush here got Austin Eckler at pick 16. That seems nice. We have level one doing the chalk Josh Allen dig stack. But a Cooper Cup Jonathan Taylor start. Am I in a super flex draft right now? This is how I started all of my super flex drafts on underdog because I didn't have any early slots. And I was at the back end of the round. And so I was like, you know what? I'll just take best player. That often was Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor. Feels good doing it in BBM though. Hmm. Um, oh God, Willis. Yes, you're right. The the chat is on to me, setting up my Anthony Richardson stack with uh with Jonathan Taylor. I believe Pat did that on our opening night stream. It was what last Saturday night when we did drafts one and two here. And I believe Pat did a JT Anthony Richardson. Uh-oh, I'm getting roasted. Great start for 2021. It would have been a great start. Um Except then, uh, no, yeah, Jonathan Taylor. I was trying to think those guys in the fantasy playoffs still uh, delivered pretty solid as well. Those were the advancement rate kings the year Liam won Best Ball Mania. Rob says, what's the difference between Bijan, Saquon, and Taylor for this year? I can't see how Bijan is flat out better right now. Just seems like a waste taking Bijan at five when you get Taylor at, at 18. I mostly agree with you, although I'm much lower on Saquon than you. I do think um, Bijan and Taylor um, are fairly similar to me as far as the tier I view them in. I do think Bijan's ADP is going to end up where JG took him. I think he's going to be a top five pick by the end of the summer. Um, and I don't think you can say that Barkley at this stage of his career, when he's he just doesn't look as explosive, he's going to have more competition for targets this year. Um, I think Bijan's workload could end up being much, much better uh, than Barkley's this year would be my thought. You guys going to make me take a running back here? Looks like you're going to make me take uh, a running back. So that'll be fun. Mm. All right, Chris goes Jacob, so I'll take Stevenson. So we're going to start Jonathan Taylor, Ramondre Stevenson, and Cooper Cup. That feels like a fun start to me. See... And you start to see the kind of like the value pockets here. So, you know, JG started with Bijan and Nick Chubb and then had to, you know, realizing, hey, I'm going to be way behind the eight ball at wide receiver. So he takes Debo Samuel there. I just feel this cliff so much like the DK Metcalf to Debo. Like this feels like such a big tear break. And then you can see a drafter like uh, Flip Flop Life from the two hole who really starts to turn the screws on those of us who aren't accumulating a lot of wide receivers. He starts Jamar Chase, Chris Olave, DK Metcalf. 
I like Chris G's start, of course, Tyree Kill, Devonta Smith, and then Josh Jacobs. Like right now, getting the anchor running back in round three feels very good. Jameer Gibbs getting a little steamy too, right? Jameer Gibbs now going here in the third round. I don't even think that's bad. I mean, once ETN comes off the board, I think it's it's definitely Gibbs season. But man, is that 80? What is his ADP? Because he was going in the fifth round still. 36.9. All right. So I just this is what happens when I'm not drafting except on stream is I don't draft for a couple days over the weekend. And then I show up and I'm like, oh, Jameer Gibbs is just up a round and a half. Jeez. Life comes at you fast. Um, all right. So KZ takes London here. I would have been interested in that. Uh, Mark Andrews is a value here. The question is, can I risk getting further behind at wide receiver? Um, I don't think I can. We are getting hit with a bit of an avalanche here. You know what? Screw it. We're, do we're doing the 2021 all-star team. I'm just going to value hound this morning. We add Mark Andrews, 10 picks past ADP. Other than Ramadre Stevenson, this is this team uh, would have advanced to the playoffs. Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, and Mark Andrews. Your 2021 league winners on a 2023 roster. We're going to have to catch up at wide receiver, though. We are going to have to catch up. What's this you say? Are, are, we, are we amidst a wide receiver avalanche right now? <laughs> I like the implication of being the last thing you see before you die is Sky Moore. I think that's how I'm going to go out. The last thing I see, it's Sky Moore going at pick 112 in a wide receiver avalanche. Shout out to my guy, Lou Dog, updating the wide receiver avalanche. Some Easter eggs in there for the super fans. A little Jacoby Myers, a little Juju Smith Poopster there. We have a little fun. We have a little fun. Yeah, Kyle Pitts would also be the last thing. But see, Kyle Pitts never gets caught up in the avalanche. Drafters are like, eh, I don't need Kyle Pitts. Plural says, but guys, Rashi Rice will be different this time. Here's the thing. The prices right now uh, are massively different. What's Rashi Rice's ADP? Rashi Rice is going at pick 139. He has moved up. But I mean, when we were talking about Sky Moore, he was going at pick 84. He would climb into the high 70s. So we're still talking about a, set, a nearly 70 pick difference between Rashi Rice and Sky Moore. We can have that conversation if it gets to that point, but we are not at that point. Rashi Rice is, is a much, much better cost-adjusted bet right now uh, than Sky Moore was for sure. I think I have to just X out the running backs. We're not we're not taking a running back here. Wow, none of you guys want Najee? Najee Harris at pick 38. Come on, Chris. Come on, Chris. Take Najee, buddy. Be a value hound. Be a value hound. I actually think uh, he takes Kenneth Walker. Um, all right, let's see here. We are going to grab a wide receiver. Uh-oh. What are we doing here? A little Michael Pittman? Where are we headed, folks? 
Where are we headed? Michael Pittman at pick 55. Where are we headed? Hmm. Jeff Atwood is in a slow, and someone took Jerome Ford in the fourth. Pick 44. I mean, got to get your guys. Got to get your guys. Is there still no news on Kareem Hunt? Still nothing? Who are the other, like, no-news all-stars that we just all thought were going to get moved? Antonio Gibson was another guy. I think everyone just thought he was gone, and now it's just like, oh, no, he's back. We got Jordan Addison now going at pick 61. My God. His ADP 72.8. This is a wide receiver avalanche. My team right now through five rounds, Jonathan Taylor and Ramondre at running back, Cooper Cup and Michael Pittman at wide receiver, and Mark Andrews at tight end. Okay, yeah, we got uh, the forgotten all-stars. Uh, <laughs> Spags, Spags just this 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 fucking guy. I mean, Spags lighting money on fire for a bit is fun. Um, Spags, trust me, I've I've spent worse worse money here. <sighs> Spags just paying twenty five dollars to get his name mentioned on these airwaves. Spags, you know you're going to be on the show tomorrow, right? You, you're going to be you're going to get all the clout you want tomorrow at ten a.m. You you don't you don't have to take. Anthony Richardson, this fucking guy. Uh, do, 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 do. What are we going to do here? We're taking a wide receiver. We're just going to take Tyler Lockett. Sounds fine. Sounds fine. Look at all these. You guys are making me draft all of the old gross guys. That's what happens on these streams. But I made my bed, and now I need to lie in it. I said I was going to stream all my drafts. I said, come on, piss boys. I said, come on, Red Badge Brigade. I said, come on, Chris Spaggs doing a bit so we can get some ha-has in the chat. And I said, I will battle you. You know what's, you know what's crazy? I, uh... How many how many puppy drafts are you guys at? I I, I haven't done a single puppy draft. I I thought it was going to be my fix. I, I ended up having a busy weekend, was sick, but I thought, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop into some uh, some puppies, get my drafting itch, and I'm puppyless. What and what what is the puppy at right now as far as fill rate? Right? Is it something absurd? Puppy is twenty seven point five percent. Two puppies, 11 puppies, 10th puppy, zero puppies. I'm almost on the clock here. Um, let's see. We are going to keep drafting wide receivers. Let's see. We'll do uh we'll do Deontay Johnson. I don't mind Gabe Davis. I am breaking some ties right now in favor of some stacks. Obviously, Josh Allen already gone. Um, Deontay Johnson, my guy Kenny Pickett, should be available later. 
So our team right now through seven rounds, uh, we have a 2-4-1 build. Jonathan Taylor, Ramondre at running back. Cooper Cup, Michael Pittman, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson at wide receiver. Mark Andrews at tight end. Like this structure <clears throat> a good bit. Paul's at 40 puppies. Of course, Paul's at 40 puppies. The Black Lebowski. Every time my wife hears puppy draft, she gets super excited, but then remembers it's not drafting real puppies. Was it David who had that tweet? David had an incredible tweet. I think it was David Pang. Uh, apologies if I... Uh, I think his Twitter account is Pang's Picks. Had a tweet that his uh, wife was auditing his credit card bill and said, uh, God, I'm going to butcher this, but it was like, why, why are there so many, uh, so many charges to underdog? And he said, it's, uh, it's money going to an underprivileged dog shelter, I believe is, is, is how he worded it, which is a great spin zone. I mean, underdog, it really could mean anything. All right, you guys are at least flying in this draft today. I will be taking a wide receiver here again. Uh, Casey takes Sutton. Now, this is such an interesting spot here um, as far as I think I prefer... Rashad Bateman in a vacuum to Zay Flowers. Dwayne McFarland from Fantasy Life had a good tweet um, explaining this. Maybe I can pull it up in a second. But again, if, if I'm thinking about these risers, I mean, Rashad Bateman isn't going to get any sexier while Zay Flowers is going to continue to probably get some steam. So I'm going to take Zay Flowers here. I'm doing my teammate bet thing. Again, pre-schedule here, making bets on teams. Jonathan Taylor and Pittman, Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews. I do still like uh, Rashad Bateman a lot, but Zay Flowers is a guy I'm probably going to get priced out of. Let me pull up this tweet from Dwayne because I thought it was a good tweet. Dwayne said, uh, Rashad Bateman, let me, can I see, I zoom in on this and help us here. Rashad Bateman only played 120 routes because of injury, albeit a small sample. We saw him flash the talent that made him a first-rounder. 23% targets per route, wide receiver two-worthy since 2011. 2.38 yards per route run, which is wide receiver one-worthy. My favorite Ravens wide receiver at ADP. Um, it does seem like I understand how the market dynamics work where people are like, hey, if we're pushing Zay Flowers up, like it, that has to come at an expense of someone. But I don't know if I nef necessarily buy that. I don't think that Rashad Bateman and Zay Flowers' production is necessarily mutually exclusive. I feel like you want to just bet on a rising tide with the Ravens' offense. Bateman does go one pick after me to G. Yeah, and I mean... The, the, again, I, I say it on every stream, but the OBJ ADP is just absolutely absurd. It, it makes zero, zero sense. Like maybe people could have justified it before the draft. You know, it's like, oh, Odell's going to, you know, be the guy. I mean, Odell is at best 
at best, if you want to say he's better than Zay Flowers or Zay Flowers isn't a good prospect, I mean, he's the third wide receiver on that team. Most realistically, he's the fourth option after Bateman, Zay Flowers, and Mark Andrews. In an offense that we are still projecting to be fairly run heavy, I know we're all excited about the changes there and them throwing more. You know, I'm, I'm banking on that a bit. But even in like the most rosiest outcomes, the Odell stuff is just insane at these costs. Odell's like a 16th, 17th round pick. I mean, who? what's his ADP these days? 103.7, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Um. All right, we are making some bets on, I don't love this wide receiver tier. We're going to go ahead and grab uh, Charbonnet. We have Tyler Lockett. We're going to continue to uh, do a little Seattle drafting here. Jonathan Taylor and Pittman, Charbonnet and Tyler Lockett, Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews. Our third running back here. I will say, where where do you guys think is too far for Kenneth Walker to drop, right? Because I think we all agree his price needed to come down after the Charbonnet pick. But man, I mean, G took him at pick 54. That seems like incredible value to me for Kenneth Walker. I am I am a big-time buyer at Kenneth Walker in the fifth. I think I'm a buyer in the fourth, too, honestly. Like, I, I I like Damian Pierce. I'm ahead of market, I think, on Damian Pierce. Give me Kenneth Walker over Damian Pierce every day. Damian Pierce in this draft went at pick 45. That's definitely very rich and out of the ordinary, right? Pierce's ADP is 62. Yeah, so someone was live a little, living a little there. Nez says, my rosy thesis for OBJ is being a wide receiver for Lamar and the Ravens grants you some added efficiency. Why aren't drafters applying that to Rashad Bateman, though? The whole irony is like all the knocks against Rashad Bateman, too. It's like, oh, he's injury prone. You know who else is injury prone? The guy that just fucking missed the past two years, who's like 38 years old, who made one highlight catch in 2014, and people are continu continuing to chase the ghost. It's like we're going to apply all of this rosiness to... To Odell Beckham, but not the other guys? All right. Getting boxed out here a little bit at quarterback. I was hoping Geno Smith would come back to me at pick 114. Level 1 takes him here to stack with JSN. I mean, Geno at 108 ADP. I guess he's getting him right around there. I'm going to have to keep an eye on this quarterback stuff. Starting to get boxed out a bit. Um, let's be done at tight end here. And we have our Pittsburgh bet already with Deontay Johnson. We're going to grab uh, Pat Phil Helmuth here. Six picks past ADP. Continuing our theme here of team correlation. Now adding the Steelers here. Week 17, Steelers versus Ravens. Who says no? Pat Fryermuth and Mark Andrews ping-ponging touchdowns. Deontay Johnson vacuuming up targets underneath. A story I'm telling myself right now. Speaking of, did you guys see Peter King 
in his column this morning uh, said the schedule release might not actually happen on Thursday now. He said, uh, let me pull this up for a quick second for you guys. The release of the schedule, let me see so you can see this. Uh, God, I'm struggling with my, my overlays here. I'll just read it to you. The release of the schedule, which the NFL had hoped to have for a primetime show Thursday night, might be delayed. It's likely to be done in time for release Thursday at 8 p.m., but I was told over the weekend it may not be finished in time. So that's a bummer. I was looking forward to uh, to getting that schedule release on Thursday, but we might have to wait a little bit longer. I know. We need it. We want it. What's up, J. Mike? My man is back to life today. Good to see you mostly well, Pete. Hope you rested well over the weekend. I did. I got some really good night's sleep last night. I was in bed by like 9.15 uh, last night and uh, feeling refreshed. By the way, I've been doing those best ball after darks. Those are for YouTube members. Uh, I was very under the weather on Friday, but John Daigle carried the show. Very fun show with John. Um, have gotten some really good feedback of those. It's basically... They're called Best Ball After Dark. We do end up drafting on most of those, but it's more a super casual conversation. Talk to John a lot about some stuff going on in his life the past year, about his training for the marathon. Also, shout out to Leone and John Dago. Both ran the Toronto Marathon yesterday. Very, very impressive stuff. Let's see. Man, Aaron Rodgers... So <clears throat> this is one of those spots where I don't have any jets, but I do need quarterback and I am just going to scoop the value here and take Aaron Rodgers at pick 127. I have to be pretty thin on the stacking front because I'm done at tight end. Um, I guess Hardman becomes a target. Um, maybe we throw a dart on Corey Davis, although he seems like a, what do we what do we think is going to happen with Corey Davis? You think he, Corey Davis is on the team? Alex says Corey Davis looks like he's staying, so that might give me a, a back door. Yes, Leone won the marathon. He did. It's crazy. That's why they gave him such a big medal. Uh, I that that's that's where I draw the line. Knox wants me to take Randall Cobb. I do have some self-respect. Although, if if you're taking Odell Beckham in round nine or ten or whatever, and you're not slamming uh, Randall Cobb at in the 18th, like what are you even doing? It's the exact same bet. <laughs> Just fucking take Randall Cobb. Yeah, I, I don't mind the Tyler Conklin stuff at all, but uh, on this team, I am done. At tight end. All right. We are about to be on the clock here in the 12th. We have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, Jonathan Taylor, Ramondre, Zach Charbonnet at uh, running back, Cooper Cup, Pittman, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, Zay Flowers at wide receiver, Mark Andrews, Pat Fryermuth here at. Let's see. What are we looking at here? 
feels like I don't like this run. Yeah, I guess we could do Roshan. Yeah, let's do Roshan. Roshan Johnson at ADP at pick 138. We add him to a room of Jonathan Taylor, Ramondre, Zach Charbonnet, Roshan. <clears throat> Sky Moore, a little value hound here as well. Look at the this is this is such a sick thing about these rooms. Like this room is like a perfect encapsulation of stuff that happens on this channel. It's like we have a wide receiver avalanche. Everyone's chasing the rookies. People are taking fucking uh, you know, Anthony Richardson at pick 54 for comedic bits. But we're not touching Sky Moore. God, God forbid we take Sky Moore. It's such like the, the snapshot of ADP for this room is so hyper specific to people watching this stream in our circle and in this neck of the woods. It's just too funny. There you go. Flip-flop life finally pulls the trigger on Sky Moore. Macker can't handle Cobb and Beckham comparisons. You're going to have to live with it, buddy. I promise you. I promise you. Odell Beckham is so, so much closer to Randall Cobb in value than he is to anyone in this ninth, 10th round range where he's going. Pius trying to tout a guy who's not even on the Jets. Uh, thank you for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll be sure to. Uh, or maybe you were trying to get me some Week 17 divisional stacking. Take Barrios for your Dolphins Jets Week 17 bring back. That's what you were suggesting, right? Please, please refer to team depth charts before giving me suggestions for picks. Everyone needs to do their research around here. Um, all right. I don't feel like I can like screw around too much with quarterback. Um, because I don't want to get shut out of too many stacks here. Let's just go ahead and grab Stafford to stack with Cooper Cup. Mr. Mister, is it possible to have too much correlation? So I certainly think it's possible to have too much correlation on a single team. If you drafted 14 Cincinnati Bengals players, I would say, yes, that's too much correlation. I don't think it's possible to have too many mini correlations. Two players from this team, two players from that team, three players from this one. You're basically just trying to hit on some of the undervalued offenses. I mean, last year, the Jags were a perfect example. The team that King Capital had that won the regular season prize on underdog for a million dollars. Not only did he nail the rookie breakouts, he had, you know, Rashad White, Kenneth Walker, Garrett Wilson, and Damian Pierce on his team, but he also hit on undervalued offenses late. He had Evan Ingram and Zay Jones. And it was that was just a little mini there. He didn't have the quarterback, didn't have other things. But taking stabs on teammates right now when we don't have the schedule, and it's the only thing we can control for. It's the only variable we have right now that is a constant is that barring injury, these guys will be playing together on the same team. And it still helps us eliminate the number of things we need to get right.
Bonesaw says, what is too many players from one team? Quarterback, running back. So I think if you think about it kind of like on a sliding scale, right? Like if it is a top five offense in the league, like if we're talking about the Bengals, you know, and you have Chase and Higgins and Burrow, and then you grab Boyd, and then you want to tack on Irv Smith, and you have five guys there, I think that's fine, right? That offense can support high-end outcome. I do think you're still probably a little bit more optimized for the regular season there once you get to four to five guys. Let me see what I'm doing here. Um, We need some wide receiver help here. Yeah, we need to keep we need to start targeting some of these rookies. Let's grab Marvin Mims, another guy I keep hammering who I think is going to be a big riser. But uh back to the the point bone saw. But if you're taking, you know, six guys on the Texans, right? Then I think you start to get in trouble because you need that offense. Granted, you're going to get good prices on them, but you really need that offense to make a major major leap. I think where it gets tough for me is kind of on those fringe offenses or the offenses I get excited about taking a leap, like the Bears are a good example, right? So if you take Fields and you take DJ Moore and then you're like, well, Darnell Mooney's there. And then it's like, oh, I want to correlate with the tight end. So I grab Cole Komet and then, oh, I want one of these Bears running backs too. I'll take Roshan. Now I'm up to five. That's where it starts to get a little fringe for me where it's like you need them to make a leap similar to the Eagles for that big of a team correlation bet to, to pay off. And I think it's possible, but that's kind of how I think about it on a sliding scale of the bigger the pie, the bigger the offensive pie, the more players you can take from that team. The smaller the pie, the less players you want to be kind of overly correlating. But I I don't think there's any team where you would say you shouldn't or that it's bad to take even three to four players from. I think you could list off every team and I could be like, yeah, if it's cost adjusted, you could have three to four Texans. You could have three to four Panthers. I think it's just when you're getting into the the five, the six, you really need it to be an explosive offense. This this is a very succinct way of saying what I just uh, vomited out. The cheaper the picks, the less of a leap you need them to make. 100%. And this was, again, that's that example of King Capital's lineup last year. I mean, Evan Ingram and Zay Jones were very end-of-the-draft picks for him. All right. Let's see what we got here. Um, we need, we're going to get Kenny Pickett here to, then we can be done. This was a close one where I don't feel comfortable going with a two QB build. Rogers, Stafford, we'll grab Pickett because we do have Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth. We get our three statue quarterbacks here, but we're getting some nice stacks. Yep, I like this suggestion from No Bosox here. Uh, Pat Stack is free. Mac Hunter Henry Parker free as can be. Matt says, "How long until the audio goes up?" I do post all of these on the In a Vacuum podcast feed. He has an eight-hour drive coming up, and want to put this in the queue. I'm generally pretty good at getting the audio up. Um, I need to go take my daughter for a walk uh, after this, but it'll be up early afternoon. Um probably by like 1.30 or 2 p.m. Eastern. 
Paul said, why did I remember someone saying Capitals team was an auto draft? It was not an auto draft. Although he did select Davis Mills on that team, which was completely unnecessary because it also had Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow. So maybe he's saying that was an auto draft. Um, by the way, if you guys are new to the channel, I do have this other YouTube channel called the Deposit Kingdom YouTube channel. This channel is exclusively for live streams. On that channel, I do uh, shorter form but higher produced videos. And my most recent video over there is called The Anatomy of a Million Dollar Lineup. And I did a dissection of Pat's lineup that, of course, won Best Ball Mania for $2 million, and King Capitals, who won the regular season for $1 million. And they were on the surface, kind of two very different teams. You know, Pat's uh, double anchor RB, Kings was a zero RB team. But I kind of found some similarities to their overall reproach to building a lineup that could vault all the way up to the top of the leaderboards. And I think as you guys think about optimizing for the playoffs in week 17, as well as trying to think through the regular season prizes this year, I think that video is a pretty good exercise for that. And uh, we'll get you in the right frame of reference for these drafts. So I highly recommend checking that out. We are not going to risk uh, missing out on Miko Hardman. I need to get my at least one jet stack here. So we'll tack on Miko Hardman here at ADP. We now have two picks left. We're at a 3-4-7-2 build. Aaron Rodgers stacked with Miko Hardman. Matthew Stafford st stacked with Cooper Cup. Kenny Pickett stacked with Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth. Our running backs are Jonathan Taylor, Ramondre Stevenson, Zach Charbonnet, and Roshan. Our wide receivers, Cooper Cup, Michael Pittman, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, Zay Flowers, Marvin Mims, Miko Hardman. Tight ends, Mark Andrews, Pat Fryermuth. So two more picks here. We're done at quarterback. We are done at tight end. I believe this feels like an eight wide receiver, five running back room. I'm definitely not going to just go four running backs with this room. Five feels perfect. JT and Ramondre anchoring it. Two running backs who could see their role really increase as the season progresses. Also some nice contingent value. But we also were slightly behind the eight ball at wide receiver because we used pick 18 and 31 on running backs. But I think we've recovered nicely. We still got to five running backs in the top 10 rounds, which is another thing that Pat and King Capital shared on their teams. Both of them had five wide receivers before round 10. So we do get Cooper Cup, Michael Pittman, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, and Zay Flowers. Again, that's not a hard and fast rule, but I find that to be kind of a good general heuristic to know, am I devoting enough draft capital to wide receiver position? Because even in that double anchor RB build, Pat knew he had to catch up at wide receiver. You do at the end of the day need enough firepower at wide receiver. So I like that as just a, a, a rule of thumb. Dan's loving my boomer team. I think I'm going to have a lot of boomer teams this year because when I draft on stream, my audience self-selects as rookie chasers, piss boys, and I'm going to be forced into picks that um, maybe I would not make in the comfort of my own home, but I'm at peace with it. Crutches, liking that video. Yes, that is, again, the, uh, the famous thing about both of those teams I've been referencing, bizarrely drafted on July 18th last year. So I know a lot of the sickos have marked their calendar for July 18th this year. I believe Pat is cooking up um, a fun stream idea for that day to celebrate. All right. What are we looking at here as far as... I'm going to need the chat to come up with a fun... 
Ooh, I have an idea there. Um, let's get one more jet. You know what? Because we're not going to get to double stack. Well, did, did Corey Davis go? Eh, Corey Davis or Izzy? Come on. I can't do Izzy. I mean, I can't do Corey Davis. I was basically thinking of two different things as far as um, who I wanted to stack, knowing I had to get one other running back. I guess, hang on, this is the 2v2. This is the 2v2. Evans, or Zach Evans was gone. Okay, so that's irrelevant. I was going to say, which 2v2 do you like better? Zach Evans and Corey Davis, or Izzy, Abanda Kanda, and Tutu Atwell. So basically saying, I know I need a running back and a wide receiver. I know I want to continue to flesh out my bets on the Jets and the Rams based on my selections of Rodgers and Stafford. I think if I had Evans available to me, Evans and Corey Davis would be a better pairing there, running back, wide receiver. But uh, with this team, we might be stuck with 2-2. Looks like you guys are split. Izzy and 2-2. Evans and Davis, Israel and Tutu. I'd make this an official poll, but that seems like a lot of work for a very, a very meaningless 2v2. Yeah, talk to me about Puka. I've been hearing some Puka love. You guys like Puka more than Tutu? I'm all ears. I, I don't know much about Puka. Are you guys Puka over Tutu? Let me know. I'll let the I'll let the chat decide this one. Wow, Puka actually has a slightly higher ADP. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let the chat decide on this final pick. Puka or Tutu? Puka or Tutu? I legit know nothing about Puka. <laughs> Okay, Willis is like me. 2-2, two, two, Puka sucks. Puka's got... 2-2 two, two not mentioned at the Rams press conference. Oh, no. I think I'm going to go. Like, I, I think I need to just lean into my boomer team here. And I mean, if we're comparing a rookie and 2-2, uh, 2-2 two, 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 two is a boomer in this situation. So we'll we'll take 2-2 uh, two, two out well here. All right, the team's in the books. Got a few more picks to round this out, but my team is done. Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Kenny Pickett at quarterback. Jonathan Taylor, Ramondre Stevenson, and then three rookie running backs, Zach Charbonnet, Roshan Johnson, Israel, Abanda Kanda. Our wide receivers, Cooper Cup, Michael Pittman, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, Zay Flowers, Marvin Mims, Miko Hardman, Tutu Atwell. Tight end, Mark Andrews, Pat Fryermuth. What do we think? What do we think of this one? What do we think? Ah. Tutu, he's he's um he's a cute boomer though, right? He's a cute, cute little boomer. Has Larry two times been banned? I do need to unmute Larry two times. I keep forgetting to go unmute Larry two times in the YouTube. Um all right, it is a warm-up draft. You know what we do here. We draft two teams. We need to, I think we need to reset. We got to update the ticker. We got to get the ducks ready to be fed. We need to clear the decks here. We need to name this team. 
and then we can uh, dive into another draft here on Best Ball Breakfast. Yeah, what if? What if Tutu Atwell is the guy you need? Has anyone considered that? Has anyone even considered that? All right. This is now a, a ceremonial uh, rite of passage after each of these drafts coming in here and naming these. I'm OCD with my naming conventions. Number 10, best ball breakfast, 3582. Uh, and then we got NYJ, LAR. Oh, man, just barely cut off. Couldn't get the T in there. Ugh! Couldn't get the T in there. Pie, not pit. This is this is the struggle when you do a three quarterback build, and sometimes you can't squeeze that in there. But there it is, number ten in the books. One one fifteenth of the way there to one hundred fifty. One one fifteenth. What is that percentage wise? What is that percent? A little over six percent. A little over six percent here. I'll take it. I'll take it. Wow. This overlay is really doing me dirty right now. Really doing me dirty. All right. Let's uh let's get this let's get this show ready. Let's get this show ready. Um we are changing this to uh number 11. All right, that's good to go. We are going to start feeding the ducks. By the way, uh, I was about to be doing this session last night before I passed out, but uh, uh, Roman had a, a feed the ducks reference on succession last night. All right, we're now feeding the ducks. That's good. I did enter the draft. I tipped people off in the Discord, and this one snap filled again. We got the 108, best ball mania draft, number two of the morning, number 11 on my road to 150. I'll be drafting teams 12 and 13 tomorrow on Splash Play. That'll kick off at 10 a.m. here on the channel. Make sure you guys are subscribed. Once we hit 15,000 subs, I'll be giving away $1,500 in cold hard cash. Clay's here to feed the ducks. I know why you guys tune in for the second show. It's certainly not for me. It's to feed the damn ducks. I'm going to be cutting it close today. I was like, I, I kind of need to go to the bathroom. But it's too embarrassing when you have to take a bathroom break on a stream. I do think we need another coffee pour, though. Might be the last. Uh, there's a little bit more for a second coffee pour, a final coffee pour if we need it. Ness says, this is a pretty solid pace. I always believed in you. Yeah, last week I ended up, you know, we drafted on ship chasing. We drafted on the club. Um, I did basketball after dark. There are going to be some weeks where we're not drafting on um, all of those shows. But like I said, when I add, I'll be adding two more uh, every week. Obviously with Spags on Tuesday, I'll be adding two more on best ball breakfast. So like my floor 
my floor for weekly drafts will be six. I think I'll generally be within the six to nine range for drafts a week. And then we'll we'll probably pick up the pace at some point. All right, let's see here. We are on the clock at 1-8. Um, Bijan, let's get a Bijan. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I don't have a share of A.J. Brown yet. Let's get A.J. Brown and see what happens in the second. Let's just get A.J. Brown and see what happens in the second. I, I'm trying to tell if this is going to be as much of a piss boy room. We got four... We got four badges in here other than myself. I actually don't recognize as many names in here. I think we need to get back to doing the thing we did last year where if you are in a draft and you're watching on YouTube, you have to reveal yourself. It's kind of like the old rule of if you, if you ask someone if they're a cop, they're legally obligated to tell you yes if they are. If you're in my draft and you're watching, you're legally obligated to announce it in the chat. That way I know to look out for you. That way I know whether I need to be coy with my words or not. It's true, Daniel. Um, I saw I saw some of these Proud Boys on their Substack writing an article and the title was, is peeing weak? Why holding your bladder is the number one characteristic of masculinity. It was a very convincing blog I read. Lauren Lynch, thank you for revealing yourself at pick nine. Lolo, thank you. We know Paul's here. Kyle, you're epic daddy-o. All right, I appreciate you guys all revealing yourself. Who else? Rusty Maverick, are you in the chat? Himmy? Himmy Butler? God, I hate that shit. He is him. Tuning in tonight to watch Himmy Butler. Get the fuck out of here. Come on. Himmy? Himmy Butler, guys? He is him. Um, all right. What are we doing here? Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson, go. Should we do a little waddle? Hmm. You know what? Screw it. Let's let let's push outside of our comfort zone. I have not done this yet. I have not done this yet. This is my first elite quarterback selection. Let's do it. Jalen Hurts, come on down. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown. I still find these quarterback prices ridiculous, but it's going to be a long summer. I don't think these quarterback prices are going anywhere. Let's live a little. We did it, folks. We did it. Pete's succumbing to big QB. Yeah, I believe I have Pat's ranks in here. My guy, Pat Corain. Legendary upside. Uploaded his ranks. Hmm. The duality of man. Pete doesn't take a QB in Superflex, takes it in round two, quarterback in BBM4. All jokes aside, I think one thing you have to think about too is like 
When you're talking about prices in general and players, you're basically saying, I'm going to be underweight or I'm going to be overweight. It's like someone talking in DFS, right? When they're like, I don't like this guy that much. I've heard uh, Dink talk about this too, where it's like, he's like, I'm underweight on this guy. And then he ends up in one of his winning lineups and everyone's like, you said you didn't like this guy. And it's like, well, yeah, I had 4%. And the field had, you know, 25% of him. I was massively underweight. Doesn't mean you are full fading. And that's exactly how I feel about these quarterbacks, ADPs. I will be massively underweight elite quarterbacks in 2023. Massively underweight. I bet I'll end up with 2 to 3% of Mahomes, Hurts, and Allen if these prices hold in the second round. But 2 to 3% means you're still selecting them on a handful of drafts. And this morning, you guys got to witness history. You got to witness the rare event. It's like seeing fucking Bigfoot or Sasquatch or the Loch Ness Monster. Peter taking a quarterback in round two. Take a picture. You guys are a part of best ball breakfast history. Hmm. This is just going to be an evergreen comment because I, I think I get this comment on every stream. B. John Robinson going way too early. If you think this is early, Alex, you should have tuned in about an hour ago when he went at pick five. All right, we're back on the clock here in the third round. This is a this is a pretty gross spot, honestly. This is a pretty gross spot. Uh, Rusty takes Justin Fields. Let's do... I'm going to do ETN. I just like... I'm not even a huge fan of ETN at these prices, but I'm not a huge fan of the wide receivers at these prices either. Yeah, I, I think Bijan's ADP is going to be capped at about four or five. I can't see him flipping Chase. I can't see him flipping Jefferson. I can't see him flipping CMC. I think four is is probably the ceiling to Bijan's ADP. It would it would take an injury to one of those guys. Yeah, the Gibbs the Gibbs stuff. Like I said, I mean those first best ball mania drafts. I think, didn't Pat and I, let me go check real quick. The very first draft I did with Pat, we took Gibbs at pick 49. Look at this. His ADP was 57. Oh, it's a little cut off there for you. There you go. We took Gibbs at pick 49. And now that ADP is just rocketed up. Man, that discount was short-lived. All right, which wide receiver are we going to take? Which wide receiver are we going to take? I know who I'm going to take. I wanted to take DJ Moore, but of course I was denied. Let's do Christian Watson. I think I like Christian Watson more than any of these guys. Mike Williams has a slightly higher ADP. All right, our team threw four rounds here as we feed the ducks. 
my 11th Best Ball Mania 4 draft on the road to 150, my first elite QB share in the second round, I pulled the trigger on Jalen Hurts' full capitulation to stack it up with my guy, A.J. Brown. Running back, Travis Etienne, wide receiver, Christian Watson. AJ says, I've heard enough FUD for Bijan's receiving upside already. I feel like that might keep him in the back half of the first unless you see a Tannehill move or something like that. The thing that's kind of crazy about the Bijan stuff is they're all it, you know, and this is true for any player, right? All it takes is one drafter. And there always seems to be one drafter or at least a couple who are very high on Bijan, like top five high. And so then the the variance on it is just where is that drafter selecting, right? If they have a top six or seven pick, they're taking Bijan. Sometimes that guy's in the back half of the first round. But if we're averaging that out over the course of the offseason, it's probably somewhere between like 105, 107, where his ADP settles. But again, like I said, I would not be shocked. I think we also forget right now, I mean, we're, we're not quite to training camp territory, to coach speak territory. Bijan Robinson playing out of the slot, Bijan Robinson catching passes. Like the market is so susceptible to those news bites. Because in addition to being value hounds, everyone on underdog are information hounds. And everyone loves thinking that they're the only one that read a Roto World blurb. And they are going to make that blurb actionable by selecting that guy slightly higher than where their ADP is. That cycle I just described plays itself out over and over all summer long. Lauren, I'm pissed that you uh, you took DJ Moore. I was going to slam DJ Moore there at pick 41. I like your team. Alan Diggs, Mark Andrews, DJ Moore. What's wrong with that? I mean, if, if, if Bijan's going higher because... Cordell Patterson gets cut as Andrew's suggesting here, then you never understood the thesis of Bijad in the first place. Also, did I see uh, my guy late round QB sent me a video of the counselor uh, litigating the pronunciation of uh, Bijan or Bijan Robinson? <laughs> the counselor running out of content ideas right now. Um, let's see here. Quarterback slipping. Um, I, I need to get a wide receiver in this range. We're going back-to-back -back drafts. Uh, let's do... I'm just going to dance around these ranks and play the ADP game. Let's do Brandon Ayuk. This is, the, this is one of the points where taking the elite quarterback feels gross. Like, if you kick off the run, you know, if you starve the beast at quarterback and then it's like, boom... Fields, Burrow, Lawrence, Herbert all go, and you're like, nice. I, I like where I got this guy. It's when you take the early quarterback and then all the other quarterbacks fall and you're sitting here being like, fuck, Justin Herbert's going around past ADP. That's where it uh, doesn't feel too fun. Oh, Matt, you are in for a treat. Matt's behind on the stream. Sami, take Pittman. How is this soap opera going to end? Well, Matt, there is uh, an M. Night Shyamalan level twist you will not see coming.
Yeah, this is the uh, the other good thing too that I think people have sticker shock on Bijan, but both Barkley and Zeke were going in the top six or seven picks their rookie years and both delivered high-end RB1 value. This isn't like some unprecedented thing. Um, I don't, like when I see Bijan go off the board at like 1-6, I'm, I'm not like, you're a fucking idiot. Like when I see Odell Beckham go off the board in the 10th round, then I'm like, no, you're a fucking idiot. Bijan going there? Sure, why not? Like everything is lining up for him to have a monster season. I don't blink at that. Who took Goddard from me? Seriously? You had to take six pick Goddard six picks ahead. You couldn't just take Kyle Pitts. Here we go again. Justin Herbert now sliding way past ADP. Back-to-back drafts with Tyler Lockett. Or should we get George Pickens? Let's do Pickens this time. Let's get a little younger. Last draft was the Boomer draft. We had George Pickens. Team so far, Jalen Hurts at quarterback, Travis Etienne at running back, A.J. Brown, Christian Watson, Brandon Ayuk, George Pickens. This, now, this is a grown-ass man team right here. This is a grown-ass man team. A.J. Brown, poster boy for grown-ass man. Christian Watson, a budding grown-ass man. Brandon Ayuk, total grown-ass man. I mean, San Francisco's full of them. George Pickens. I, I'd even go as far... Hang on, let me do something. I, I mean, I just want to say something. I'd go as far as saying that George Pickens has that dog in him. I said it. I know. I know it's controversial to say, but I said it. George Pickens has that dog in him. Uh, sorry, not sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, but you do not understand how probabilities work because there is a much greater than zero chance that Bijan outscores CMC if they both play 17 games. I agree with you that CMC is more likely, but nowhere close to 0%. I understand we have to be hyperbolic to make our points, but if you were to set the true line at this, maybe it's like if they both play 17 games, I would say... CMC is maybe like 70 to 75% more likely. But there's a legit 20, 25% chance Bijan, fully healthy, 17 games, monster workload. Falcons offense takes a step. He's dominating touches at the goal line. He's catching passes. Bijan could have an absolutely monster season. All right, there we go. Anthony Richardson, watch. Anthony Richardson goes at pick 73. I actually was like, you know what? I'll give Anthony Richardson a, a long, hard look at pick 80. Jalen Hurts, Anthony Richardson, quarterback room. That could be fun. No, he goes at pick 73. To the Michael Pittman drafter, that's that was supposed to be me. I was supposed to be the one who drafted Michael Pittman and then got to stack him up with Anthony Richardson. Well, joke's on you guys because Anthony Richardson can't throw in the short and the intermediary. All of Josh Anthony Richardson's uh, points are going to Alec Pierce. And Jelani Woods. Michael Pittman is dead. Over, under on how many Best Ball Mania teams the counselor drafts this year. I don't think, have I ever seen him share an underdog board? I know he did some FFPC drafts. He did a main event draft last year. We got to get, we got to get the counselor in the, uh, 
in the streets. Don't do it to me, Rusty. Don't do it to me, Rusty. Don't do it to me, Rusty. Let me have him. Let me have him. Come on, Rusty. Thank you. DeAndre Swift, full round past ADP, correlated with the Eagles. Oh, I think this is my first DeAndre Swift share. Pick 80? For sure. For sure. <laughs> I got a cough. Fair enough, fair enough. We all get carried away with the best ball testosterone flying around in here. Nothing more alpha than being a best ball drafter in May. You head to the bar, you start holding court, you start saying, hey, I've already drafted 11 best ball mania teams, and it's only May 8th. You're going to have to beat them off with a stick. This individual is oozing testosterone. Do you work out? No, no. It's do you draft best ball mania teams in May? All right. Um, we are about to be on the clock here. Deshaun Watson kicking around here. Quarterback's falling a little bit. I am definitely going to push quarterback. I have lots of late stacking options. Um, running back range. I don't feel like I need to push anything. I could definitely entertain a tight end. Let's, um, yeah, let's get our first tight end with Evan Ingram at pick 89. That's right at ADP. We already have ETN. No stacking with the quarterback there. Lawrence long gone. And then we can just take Odell Beckham with our next pick. So we'll be fine. Do you even draft, bro? Oh my. Is that a zero RB team? Ooh. Check out that zero RB team over there. How many, I, I asked you guys puppy drafts, how many best ball mania teams deep are you? It's so funny, right? Because I, I have heard a lot of people say, I'm waiting for the schedule, which is a very reasonable position to have. I wonder how, how many people break though? Because everyone was assuming, hey, I'm gonna get the schedule on Thursday night, drafting some puppies to hold me over. But if the schedule release keeps getting delayed, some of you will break. Some of you will have no choice. You'll say, screw it. I need my fix. I need my best ball mania fix. The ladies at the bar are asking me how many teams I've drafted. And if you tell those people at the bar that you're waiting for the schedule to release, they're gone. You've already lost them. They need to know that you're so high T enough that you don't even care about the schedule. All right, five drafts. For Cal, be cool. 23 for 10 minutes, 15 deep. Mr. Mr. 36 deep. Paul, 31 deep. I'm actually surprised by some of you. I would have thought you guys would have been like, get your feet wet, but then wait for the schedule. Two, Zars waiting for week 17. Sorry, not sorry. 26, 10 for sacrilegious. One for Zimmerman. <laughs> Nick says, I'm waiting for the schedule, but I also have done 28 teams. 
I don't believe that means you're waiting for the schedule day. Willis is seven in, waiting for the schedule and cardio club. That is right. We are. We will have a cardio club announcement shortly. Exactly. If you're trying to get your fix, I mean, the puppy's where you get your fix. Waiting for the week 17 schedule is a beta move. Should I just rebrand that as week 17 is all that matters to the week 17 slappies or betas? That could work. That could certainly work. Hmm. Wide receiver got kind of gross here. We're going to set up another Kenny Pickett double. Hmm. Hmm. I really don't like these wide receivers in this range. Just be done at tight end. Back to back. This is this will forever be known as the Pat Phil Helmuth morning. Pat Fryermuth comes on down. We already have George Pickens. The real restraint is, can I avoid selecting Kenny Pickett? I do have plenty of other options, though, for my second quarterback. We go, uh, go Jordan Love. We could take any of the San Francisco quarterbacks or Kenny Pickett. I just do not... Like, in my perfect world, I would definitely have been selecting a wide receiver there. This run, though, represents a pretty big tier break for me. When you have you have the uh, the Cooks, the Kadarius Tony, the Jahan Dotson, the Flowers, the Sutton, the Bateman, Michael Thomas. Once you're down in that, Tyler Boyd, who I don't mind, but prefer to correlate him with Burrow. Jacoby Myers is fine, but I'd rather take shots on some of these rookies later or get him at a discount. I just, I don't want to take him that far ahead of ADP, but I might be forced to now. This might just have to be, or we could take a running back. I do like P. Ryan a lot. Definitely take P. Ryan. Let's do P. Ryan. One sec. Got to take call. take a call on best ball breakfast <laughs> and he lip readers you guys are sick uh ran dazzler when does bbm fulfill what's the over under i think it'll be late august like I i've said this before underdog can control when it fills based on the other contests they release so they can pull those levers if they didn't release any other contest and Best Ball Mania 4 was the only thing in the lobby, this thing would be screaming toward a fill by probably like mid-July. 
but they drop a puppy, they drop a uh, Pomeranian, they drop a Tibetan Mastiff, they drop a Dash Hound, they drop a Wiener Dog, they drop a Chihuahua, they drop a, a Sheep Dog, they drop a St. Bernard, they drop a Golden Retriever, they drop uh, an Irish Bulldog, they drop a uh, Boxer, they drop any other dog names I can come up with, a Finnish Spitz. God damn it, Willis. Willis, I'm just recovering from an illness and you're roasting me for my small lips. It's tough out there. It's real tough out there. Chupacabra attorney. That has a nice ring to it. Ooh, this is a fun hypothetical. How many Best Ball Mania 4s could you finish if you only slow draft and couldn't start the next draft until the first one was finished? I think you would only get in like 10 or so drafts, honestly. Um, all right, we are going to be drafting... Someone, someone's confused about Jonathan Mingo? Yeah, we'll take Jonathan Mingo. Um, Mingo's another guy who his price is going to elevate. Um, and it's just, are you comfortable with the price now or when he's at, you know, pick 100? I know a lot of the draft Knicks and the prospect profile guys did not like Mingo, but I think I've mentioned this on another stream. I'm just not going to overthink it with him. New quarterback, new regime, selected him in the second round, wide open depth chart. Big, fast, why not? Click, click, click. Mango when Sky is right there. Oh, I said Mango, Mango. All right, our team right now, through 11 rounds, we still got Jalen Hurts as our solo QB. Our running backs are Travis Etienne, DeAndre Swift, and Samaj P. Ryan. Our wide receivers, A.J. Brown, Christian Watson. Watson, geez, I'm struggling. Christian Watson, Brandon Ayuk, George Pickens, Jonathan Mingo. Our tight ends, Evan Ingram and Pat Phil Helmuth. Very blessed is 40 deep. You're going to do 150 after the schedule on Thursday. Is Underdog giving you 190 drafts? Oh, the other 150. The other 150. Like, how quickly after the schedule comes out are we talking here? You're telling me you're just going to rip off 110 drafts in a few days? Is that what you're implying? Very blessed indeed. 110? Yeah, Lundar bringing up a good point. Rashi Rice, probably the better pick. Probably the guy tied to Patrick Mahomes. I, I was just playing the ADP game and seeing if I could get a little cute with Rashi Rice coming back. That did not happen, though. I do really think, like, I, I understand if people want to press specific edges, um, but I'm actually not convinced that the Week 17 schedule release is going to massively shift ADP. It definitely will have movement on it, right? 
certain stacks will be in vogue, certain team correlations and bringbacks. I remember last year, Denver KC, that one got a little steamy. Rams, uh, Chargers, that one got a little steamy. But they weren't massive seismic shifts. I do think I'd really ask myself, what am I gaining from blasting off super hard when the schedule releases versus just continuing to draft at a normal clip? Let's draft Alec Pierce. Sure. Because again, I and I've mentioned this on multiple streams. I've linked to it in pieces. By the way, uh, on my newsletter, the P.O. Box, uh, on Friday, I wrote an FAQ about my 150 stream draft challenge. So all the questions. What about Cardio Club? Uh, what about the giveaway? Uh, what about all the EV you're sacrificing? All that stuff. I wrote that up in a post. That's a free newsletter. Drops every single Friday. Have a link in the show notes there. You can check out that post. Subscribe to that newsletter. And now I'm already blanking on what I was saying. Oh, but I highly recommend reading Michael Leone's Best Ball Manifesto on Establish the Run. And there are pros and cons to drafting at all the different draft windows in time. And the benefits, the later we get in the season, the less likely you are to have dead players on your team. So there's immense value in drafting late. You're just not going to burn as many roster spots as we are now. Drafting early is very beneficial because getting ADP value, both real-time in your current draft and closing line value, the ADPs at the end of the summer, are massive for boosting your win rates. The teams that were in the top 10% of ADP value increased their win rates last year by 50%. So there's certainly merit to drafting early. But I am just not convinced outside of the excitement of getting the Week 17 schedule. I think it's very important. I think it's something we should all be optimizing for. But I do not think rushing to jam in 30-some teams or 50 teams or 110 teams when the schedule release is actually the edge you think you're getting. Unless you really think ADPs are going to shift in such a giant way because of the schedule that you're locking that in ahead of time. And I would just push back on that. I don't think the schedule is going to be a driver of ADP change in a meaningful way. Appreciate the uh, the shout outs on the newsletter. I uh, I wrote the Fantasy Life newsletter this morning, was uh, looking into three different uh, rookies who were getting some buzz over the weekend. You can check that out. We're in, we're in coach buzz, GM buzz, everyone gassing up their new draft picks, but it's nice to have those little nuggets, those little kernels. Ten minutes says the nuts would be drafting in May, but avoiding dead rods spots. Not sure how to do that, but I don't think it's zero RB. That was another thing too. The data shows that zero RB becomes way more viable the later we get into the season because it is liable of dead roster spots early on. All right, we are on the clock. Should we just pull the trigger on Bryce Young? I think Bryce Young with Jalen Hurts stacked with Mingo, and we'll also have some backdoor stack option is a pretty fun pairing. So yeah, we'll we'll take uh, we'll take Bryce Young there. So we're now done at quarterback and tight end. What players are easiest to whiff on? Rookie running backs. I actually. I 
actually think rookie running backs are like some of the best players to be targeting right now. But I think to your point, what you're hinting at is I think the easiest players to whiff on are where we're making assumptions about the depth chart. You know, like where we're trying to assume who's the wide receiver three versus the wide receiver four. The example I always use is the year I was drafting Olamide Zacchaeus as the wide receiver three on the Falcons. And it was the year Cordero Patterson broke out. And obviously they were, you know, labeled different um, as far as, you know, their wide receiver running back or whatever. But still, the point was you got overconfident on a depth chart and then Olamide ended up being like a dead roster spot, so to speak. I think the same thing can happen with who we perceive to be running back handcuffs in those secondary backs. So that is a good way to burn roster spots. But on the other hand, the way that the season kicks in, if you do think you have a read on, hey, I feel very confident that Evan Hole would be the biggest beneficiary of a Jonathan Taylor spot and rookies traditionally rise in ADP. I think that's what makes it a little trickier because those guys could be responsible for dead roster spots, but they also have the potential to be the biggest ADP risers. And so you're constantly dealing with that push pull. Are we just going to keep slamming Marvin Mims? Is that what we're going to do? You know what? Let's do let's do Jaden Reed this time. We already have Christian Watson. We're not going to stack uh, with Jordan Love, but we're going to build out a bet on the Packers being an ascending offense. I basically think, I pretty universally think that all of those wide receivers taken in the second round, so Jonathan Mingo, Marvin Mims, Jaden Reed, uh, Rashi Rice, I basically think all of those guys are going to be ADP risers over the next month or two. So I'm going to just keep hitting all of those guys in drafts until their ADPs become Anthony Richardson level. Bindle says, Chuba late. Don't tempt me with a good time. Don't tempt me with a good time. This is a this is the perfect example from 10 Minute. Rams, for example, market like Zach Evans more, but what's saying Kyra isn't the backup to own? So... I think this is I think this is a good point, but it, it it goes back to the devil and the angel on your shoulder. You know, the devil saying, rookies rise. Zach Evans, they traded up to get him. You know, he could easily be one Cam Akers injury away from being the lead back on the Rams. On the other hand, you can say, hey, there's a lot of uncertainty in this backfield. It's not that great of a team. And if Zach Evans is the third running back on this team, you're buried. So this is a good one, I think, to think about if, as a thought exercise, if Zach Evans, say the team just came out and said, Zach Evans is our running back too. I know this is unlikely, but let's just play this out as a thought exercise. How high do we think Zach Evans ADP rises? We still know he's behind Cam Akers. He probably caps out at like Jalen Warren levels, right? We all feel pretty confident Jalen Warren is the running back two behind Najee Harris. So Jalen Warren's ADP is 161. So when you win... What you win when you're right about Zach Evans being the RB2 is what? A 30, 40 pick ADP jump into the 15th, 16th round. I would argue that that, what you're winning, isn't a big enough prize to risk taking on the dead ADP spot. It's now, it becomes a very different calculation if you're saying he vaults up to being a top 100 pick. If that happens, now you're really starting to weigh the risk reward of that. 
because the reward of him vaulting up 100 spots in ADP is much, much greater, obviously, than him vaulting up 30 or so spots. So that's kind of how I'm thinking about it for some of those fringe late picks. All right, Rusty, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, Rusty? I'm going to select Jeff Wilson here if you don't. I I continue to be pretty confused about Jeff Wilson's price. I think all three of the Dolphins' backs should be closer together, A-Chain, Mostert, Wilson. And at the very least, if, if we want to chase the rookie A-Chain, trust me, I'm, I'm on board with that. I, you don't have to sell me on A-Chain. I get the upside. I get the draft capital. I get the rookie black box nature of it all. I, trust me, I get it. But Jeff Wilson and Mostert shouldn't have this big of a gap. And I actually think if you're looking at like a redundancy and skill sets, I mean, A-Chain and Mostert do a lot of similar things, right? As far as being the run to daylight, explosive playmaker. I think if if A-Chain really takes off, it's probably at the expense of Mostert or probably um, Mostert getting hurt. Whereas I think Jeff Wilson's role is just a little bit more entrenched. I don't know if you guys disagree with that, but taking the cheapest back on an ambiguous backfield that we know is going to generate a ton of running back points and then he's sliding 11 picks past ADP. Yeah, I'm, I'm in on Jeff Wilson for sure. Yeah, you are. That was, uh, it was Redmond on the call. He was like, hey, ratings ratings are dropping. Uh, Pete, the, the people want to see you piss. And I was like, dude, I, I don't know what to tell you. Everyone in my room's pissing harder than me. And I have to take some running backs. All right, we have three more picks here. Uh, yeah, let's, I mean, come on. We got to do Chuba, right? One of my favorite picks. He's at the top of the ranks. We got Bryce Young. Just don't tempt me with a good time. Chuba, come on down. I'm going to need, I'm going to need to watch my Chuba exposure here. What is my Chuba exposure at here? Let's go look at, uh, through 10 drowns. Okay. It's actually in check. Holy cow. I thought it was going to be higher. I've been doing good. I'm only at 22% Chuba. One out of every five. It'll go up here, obviously, after this one. Not bad. Kendra Miller. Remind, there's Jeff Wilson right there. Drafted Jeff Wilson on a third of teams. Ooh, Josh Jacobs, 33%. Ooh, what am I doing? What am I doing? Am I saucing drafts today? No, I'm not saucing drafts today. I'm going to the bathroom after this draft ends. <laughs> we will definitely do some saucing this summer. There's plenty of time to sauce. Plenty of time to sauce. Petition to call Chuba the Chubacabra? I fucking love this, dude. The Chubacabra. How early is early to start drafting best balls? I would say the earliest is when the contest first opens, which was right after the Super Bowl. I drafted the first one on stream with underdog uh, from the underdog house in Arizona. I would say that was the, the early draft. Please, please do not compare Chuba to KJ Hamler. Please, 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 please. 
I'm at a 2572. I'm done at quarterback. I'm done at tight end. We need to get some more wide receivers. Man, this sure got gross, didn't it? Sure did get gross. I'm just going to take him now because I don't see any... Man, wait a second. This is one of those... I can't I can't do a 3QB build with Jalen Hurts, right? I mean, Kenny Pickett... Wow. 20, 28 picks past ADP with a double stack. I did it. I don't think that was right, <laughs> but I did it. Uh, I don't think that was right. The, the reason it's not right is because the data shows that the two quarterback builds, especially when you have elite one, are by far the dominant strategy. The counterpoint to it is thinking through how to traverse through the playoff gauntlet. And one of the best ways to do that is to have three different stacks set up so that when you have the setup of Jalen Hurts gets you to week 17, very similar to what happened last year, and either gets hurt or he fails or doesn't play or whatever, then you have a unique stack that got through. Because if Jalen Hurts goes nuclear in rounds 15 and 16, there's not going to be many Kenny Pickett teams in the final. So that's that's the thought process. The counterpoint is you have now devoted too much capital to the quarterback position. And then my counterpoint to that would be I got it 30 picks past ADP, double stacked with a bet I had already made on my team with Friermuth and Pickens. Like if those guys crush, Pickett's going to be having a good season. Or take Terrence Marshall for... Oh, someone took Terrence Marshall? Okay, then I really fucked that up. You are sick. All right. Screw it. God damn it. Wait. Did someone already take Marshall? Okay, no. For some reason, I thought someone took Marshall, but it was just that it wasn't my turn to pick yet. That scared me. I'm definitely stacking Terrace Marshall with Bryce Young. Spags, don't even try. No, no one has a leg to stand on with your quarterback logic. I actually, like I said, I don't think I don't think what I did uh, was optimal use of draft capital, by far, uh, for for regular season stuff. But I do think it's a really interesting thing where you're trying to think through all of these different levers that you're pulling. Right, ADP, ADP value is good. Um, generally, devoting only two quarterback spots is better, and yet having three unique stacks in the fantasy playoffs greatly boosts your expected value of those teams too. So it's like this whiplash thing that keeps going back and forth of, hey, this is a point for this. This is a point for that, yada, yada. Um, so I think it's an interesting thought process there. Um, but maybe the moral of the story is when you have Jalen Hurts at quarterback, that you use that gift to make sure your second quarterback is coming past ADP. Maybe Bryce Young was the mistake there, taking Bryce Young right at ADP because it boxed me out of 
getting an insane ADP value within the structure better. Because you could also say, look, you have Brandon Ayuk. You know you could get a second quarterback late on the Niners. Um, and you can push it a little bit more and then happen to see, do you get a value on a guy like Penny P Kenny Pickett? So I think it's an interesting conversation there. Uh, the final team here, three quarterback, Jalen Hurts, Bryce Young, Kenny Pickett. Our running backs, Travis Etienne, DeAndre Swift, Samaj P. Ryan, Jeff Wilson, Chuba Hubbard. No rookie running backs for me. Wide receivers, uh, A.J. Brown, Christian Watson, Brandon Ayuk, George Pickens, Jonathan Mingo, Alec Pierce, Jaden Reed, and Terrace Marshall. Got our youth there at wide receiver. Tight ends are completely fine. Evan Ingram and Pat Fryermuth. Interesting draft. Fun draft. We will now go and ceremoniously update this. Number 11 in the books. 11 of 150. 3582 build. Controversial 3582 build. Philly, Carolina, and Pitt. Another pie. Another pie. Back to back pies here. Two. Look at this. Back to back structures. 3582. Back to back pies just do the same fucking shit on here every single day i appreciate you guys make sure you're subscribed to the channel leave a comment the second this stream ends here in about five seconds you're eligible to leave a comment that'll get you entered into the giveaway to win fifteen hundred dollars i will be back tomorrow at 10 a.m to draft with the world's foremost anthony richardson slappy chris Spags. looking forward to that appreciate all of you hope you have a wonderful day the road to 150 continues we'll see you next time